the amalgamation. Corey Constantine. Oh, he misses the ripcord clothesline. Oh, Constantine. Oh, he's caught. He's caught. Wait a minute. Constantine. He's got him. He's got him over. He's gone. He's gone. He's eliminated. He's done it. Call him what you will, but you will call him the winner of Super Gold Rumble 4. You will call him the new number one contender for the PW225 Heavyweight Championship. Welcome to Last Mat Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm Landon. And I'm Corey Constantine, the amalgamation. How about that? Holy shit. Yeah. Are you excited about this, Landon? I am totally freaking out right now. Yeah. For the first time, we have a special surprise uh, for you guys out there. Uh, We have Corey Constantine here with us today. Uh, He is in a huge, huge championship match for Pro Wrestling 225 um, after winning the Super Gold Rumble back in January. So, uh, Corey, listen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We cannot wait to see you in that main event of March Madness. It's going to be March 1st um, for Pro Wrestling 225. Uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? You know, who is Corey Constantine and how did you end up in Pro Wrestling 225? Corey Constantine is a very complex character. Um, some might say multiple personalities, some might say unstable, unhinged. All of the above are correct. Um, essentially, you know, you have different facets of me, just like you would other people. Maybe mine are just dialed up a bit more so probably what you're most familiar with is going to be you know the the face painted version right the crazy the unhinged version so that's definitely one aspect um where did all this stem from Uh, if we're just gonna be legit honestly a lot of this this was spawned out of depression of being told i wouldn't amount to anything in this business that everything i did sucked um which really kind of put me down in a hole to where I didn't really care anymore. Um, I felt like I had nothing to lose and I just started doing whatever I wanted rather than what the traditional cookie cutter stuff was at the time. And, you know, kind of just caught fire from there. Well, listen, that, first of all, makes total sense um, because it kind of lends to the fact that, cause we've been there, we've been to the PW225 shows. And when you go out there, um, the, the crowd unapologetically adores you, right? And I think it's because you have a story I think that in some ways people can relate to. You know, that that sort of down and out 
but coming back from it being whoever you want to be is something that people really like to cheer for. Uh, but you mentioned your look, right? You mentioned that that face paint, that sort of unhinged character that we can see sometimes out of Corey Constantine. Uh, that's obviously one of the most striking things about seeing you live in person. Um, where did that kind of start with the with the face paint, with the whole look? Where did where did you get that idea from? So it it it, it started out kind of in its infancy was honestly before shows I would just take a bunch of different colors. I would dip my fingers into them and then I just kind of, you know, make different patterns on my face. Um, and then it kind of evolved from there to now, if you want to think of it almost like a war paint. So uh, I'll tie it in some kind of way to whoever the opponent is that night. So, you know, like purple haze, I had like, purple and white diamonds with, you know, green hair and, a you know, jacked up smile. Um, you know, where Steve Anthony, I put a bunch of exclamation points all over my face on one side and then, you know, he, the, the Spartan mask on the other side. So everything kind of ties in one way or another. Um, now, as far as like the most recent, the red thing, you know, that wasn't necessarily tied to him as much as it was, you know, super gold rumble. So, you know, kind of went with more of the yellow, the gold, and that kind of stuff with it. But usually I try to tie it into the event or the opponent some kind of way. Just an outlet for me, really, you know. Um, I guess if you want to, you know, it, to call it influence, you know, Jeff Hardy is, is probably the first person who really caught my attention when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. And then as he progressed and he started with the face paint, you know, kind of spun off of that, and I kind of take it my own direction. Yeah, you know, Jeff Hardy, I think, is someone who was super unique you know they, they he had that charismatic enigma tagline with him and that's something that i think you bring to pw225 and listen guys if you haven't seen uh cory constantine in person or you don't know the look that we're talking about definitely follow him on instagram at cory constantine and we'll and we'll drop it below in the show notes so you can go go follow him on instagram um, because you'll be really really impressed not only with um, with his style and how he looks and, and how he ties that into all of his matches. Uh, but you'll be able to see how he has got himself ready to go um, for this March Madness match. So, so I do want to go there um, with you. You won the Super Gold Rumble in January, right, uh, at Super Gold 4. And now that has earned you a championship match. When you won the Super Gold Rumble, what did that take? to earn yourself that championship opportunity? Was that something that, that you felt like you had earned and worked really, really hard for, or was it right place, right time? How are you feeling about that? Um, I mean, when you go into those kind of matches, it has to be a little bit of everything. You have to know that you, you deserve and you deserve to be there. You know, obviously right place, right time comes down to, you know, Trucker Jones was about to, you know, power bomb me out of the ring and then just was able to, you know, check my surroundings and all that and turn to Hurricane Ron and get him out. So, you know, it all comes into it, but a lot of it is just tenacity. A lot of it, you know, it's you're going into a slugfest. There's not a whole lot of slams and movement as much as that's a lot of punching and kicking. So it's just just staying tough and, and really <laughs> trying to hold on as hard as you can. You know, so prepping for that, I would do a lot of just hanging from, you know, a pull-up bar and stuff like that and deadlifts, just trying to work up the grip strength to make sure I could hold on. No, absolutely. We talked a little bit about uh, Mad Dog Gil Gracie, longest reigning PW225 heavyweight champion in history. He's been in the ring with a man like Dan Severn. What's your strategy going into a match against someone like him? You really, you know, there's the keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer tagline, right? So, you know, just kind of reviewing his 
style his matches. Um, you know, he's a he's a legit shooter. He's he's got a jujitsu background. He's a badass. Let's call it what it is. But you know, just like Steve Anthony is an exclamation point, maybe we call Gil Gracie the asterisk. What is he without big ramp? That's something, you know, that I'm going to keep my eye out for. And, you know, I'm going to have to isolate Ramp because far too many times he's cost other people the opportunity to take that title away from Gil. So we'll call him the asterisk for now. Do you think that you have something different that for the last year plus hasn't been able to be done? You know, do you have what it's going to take to isolate Big Ramp and, and take the strap off of Gil Gracie, I mean, I, I love that you call him the asterisk. I think that's perfect because we've been there and we've seen it time and time again where a big ramp has has cost anyone and everyone a shot at that title. What are you going to do differently um, that can assure that that won't happen? I keep eyes in the back of your head, right? I mean, so when I think that I'll, I'm going to have the advantage and things like that, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to kind of split my attention, you know, whenever I'm up and up and trying to put them away. That's, that's something I'm going to have to watch out for. Um, outside of that, I mean, you know, Gil likes to put people away with either that loaded elbow pad or the loaded elbow pad, you know, coming from the top rope. So when he's in the air, you know, he's, he's vulnerable. He's not on his feet anymore. So, you know, maybe that might be the right opportunity for me to strike and take advantage there. Well, I'll tell you what, we cannot wait for the big match. We're going to be there uh, cheering you on front and center for your well-deserved championship match. We, we really can't wait to see it. Uh, the good news is, is that if you haven't seen this match, uh, PW225 did a really, really great thing, and they actually uploaded all of Super Gold 4 uh, online. So I think it's on YouTube. It's on their Facebook page. So if you want to go uh, see Corey Constantine um, and his incredible win, and Super Gold Rumble, you can absolutely find it there. Uh, Corey, I know I, I mentioned your Instagram earlier. Is there any other place that people can follow you at? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, so Facebook, just find me, Corey Constantine, K-O-R-E-Y-K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-E. Long name, but even better, you know, images, content, things like that. Um, outside of that, Instagram, same thing, at Corey Constantine. Uh, Twitter is being revised right now. But I'm very active on Instagram, probably more than anything else. So if you want the the good stuff, that's where you'll check me out at. Perfect, perfect. And we'll definitely drop that um, below uh, in our show notes so that you guys can find Corey Constantine because it's really, really cool stuff to see. Um, but but to Landon's point, yeah, we will absolutely be there for March Madness. It's going to be really, really awesome. We can't wait to see you uh, to go after Gil Gracie. Um, but I, I know it could be thought that this is maybe the most important match in your career so far. Um, what would you say as far as getting you into wrestling and as far as building you up, um, what match do you think is the most influential that you had growing up into this, into this business? So I can recall very vividly um, two matches. So one of which was Austin and rock. I think it was WrestleMania 17. Um, but the one that really, really sticks with me was, um, you know, Jeff Hardy versus the undertaker and that ladder match on raw. Um, I think it was 2002 2003 somewhere around there um i mean jr's calls on that that match was on point i mean they stand the test of time to this day um you know climb the ladder kid make yourself famous and you know then probably the biggest thing was you know jeff hardy took a big time ass kicking throughout that entire match and at the end of it he stands up and he says you know taker you haven't broken me i'm still standing 
And then Taker comes back and looks like he's about to just lay him out, raises his hand, you know, and the rest is history. Jeff Hardy was made from that day forward. Um, but just that and just, I mean, how he just refused to die and stay down was, I mean, that was just the biggest thing for me because, like I said before, just being a huge Jeff Hardy fan growing up and that was his first, you know, real world title opportunity was, man, and it was on cable TV. Come on, you can't beat that. Insane, yeah. I think it could be argued that that could be one of the best matches in running at Raw history. Oh, absolutely. You, you can't beat a ladder match on free cable TV. <laughs> That's just correct. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right, though. It was it was July 2002, so you were spot on there. And uh, you know, I actually see some similarities. I, I know with with the Mad Dog Gil Gracie, it's not a ladder match. But I do see some sort of similarities here as far as someone that's proven um, as champion. You know, The Undertaker was very proven as the WWE champion at the time. Gil Gracie obviously has been successful uh, for over a year with that championship. And Jeff Hardy was made in that match, but he was someone that was scrappy and someone that was going after The Undertaker in a way that he wasn't used to. Uh, do, you, do you draw any comparisons to that matchup with, with Mad Dog? You know, I hadn't thought of it, but I, I think you're pretty much spot on there. I mean, you're you're damn near going to have to make my heart stop beating to beat me this time. I've, I've worked way too hard from this. You know, if you, you really want to know the full story, the full circle, if you want to call it a redemption story. I mean, March, 2017, uh, I blew out both of my knees simultaneously. Uh, I was in a wheelchair for months, took me over a year to recover and get back in the ring. You know, since then, I've had high ankle sprains, torn pecs, uh, fractured heel, um, just about everything you can imagine, concussion, and and I'm still here, I'm still climbing, and I'm still scrapping. So if all of that didn't stop me, Gil's got his work cut out for him, man. Well, I'll tell you what, the drawing comparisons between the, the ladder match from Monday Night Raw and your meteoric climb in Pro Wrestling 225 is easy to do. The match that we were talking about here is designed to make the crowd fall in love with Jeff Hardy. And there wasn't a person watching that match that wasn't completely behind him and completely convinced that he could win that match. And I think that's what the fans feel for Corey Constantine at this moment. I think it's time. I can only hope so, man. You know, that for probably once in my life, I felt overwhelmed, um, you know, positively in the in the ring after winning that super gold rumble you know i wasn't expecting that all the streamers to come flying in um definitely wasn't expecting the crowd to be so 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 excited you know that i won and and just hearing them really get behind me really over the course of the night and i mean if i look back on it you know since months past whether i was doing dastardly deeds or you know kissing babies it didn't really matter they were still there and for all of that to come full circle is it's 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 surreal you know I've, I've only wanted this since i've been 10 years old so it's it's a dream come true at this point we could not be uh more proud or more inspired by your story and we we can't wait for march madness don't be surprised Corey, if if while while you're you know you're very much in the zone you won't even notice but there's a very real chance that you'll hear someone that will probably sound like me <laughs> yelling from the crowd go ahead kid make yourself famous <laughs> yeah we're going to do it oh it's happening yeah. it's going to happen oh uh, you're going to pop me in the middle of the match <laughs> <laughs> no corpse in there yeah <laughs> um so listen our our podcast is last match standing and on last match standing we relive review 
preview and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. So I thought it would be fun to share with you our current top 10 matches that we have ranked. And Corey, this is the most difficult thing that we have ever done. <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> to put up matches like Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat up against uh, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Like, Whew. how do you... How do you rank that right like i don't know what we were thinking but but we've done it we've done it we are 29 episodes in as of this recording and it's it's been a whirlwind so currently our number 10 match on the list is uh john cena versus Shawn michaels similarly uh to the match that we were talking about earlier the jeff hardy undertaker match this was on raw and it was mm-hmm. it was right up there with with the Jeff Hardy and Undertaker's being known as one of the greatest Raw matches in history. It's, it sits at number 10 right now. Uh, number 9 is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels from TNA Unbreakable 2005. Yes. Right, 2005? Yeah, you remember that match, Corey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've watched uh, it a few times. It's insane. It's, it's kind of that fast-paced, nonstop uh, kind, of, kind of deal. At uh, number eight, we have the legendary Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc 97. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's already difficult. <laughs> uh, it's just too hard. Uh, number seven, we have kind of a sleeper at number seven. Yeah. A lot of people maybe don't think of this match. Are but they, a lot of people have never seen it. Never even seen it. It's, yeah. the, it's the inaugural X Division Fatal 4-Way to crown the first ever X Division champion from NWA TNA 2002 for episode number one. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one or not. Man, it's got it's uh it's Psychosis, Loki, Jerry Lynn, and AJ Styles. So it, I can't possibly surprise you that it's <laughs> that it's ranked up here with those names. In no, it. yeah, I mean uh, every single one of those are are top notch. Yeah, yeah. Jerry so, Lynn, man, super underrated. No, oh, man, kidding. you're not you're not kidding. Don't get Landon started. He will he will go on. I will go on him. and on about Jerry Lynn. Just his his intelligence. Like he he has the ability to change his mind in the middle of a move and go somewhere different. It's just, it's fun to watch. Oh yeah. Number six, we have uh, Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate from NXT takeover Chicago. Loved it, man. Loved it. Probably one of my favorite matches. Man, it's so hard hitting. It's, yeah. it's just, I mean that, that British, that UK style, um, that's only becoming more and more popular now, um, is, just so fun to watch and that match just encapsulates it all in in 18 minutes of, yeah it's crazy strong strong action they stole the whole damn show man for sure not even close oh, definitely sure. definitely did i mean just british wrestling as a whole is has just t- stolen my heart like I-, I look forward to nxt uk every week like <laughs> oh yeah i'm so glad that's, it's, uh, it's that's my goal for the for this year is i'm trying to get over to the uk in may so that'd be great oh, that'd be trying awesome. to get me some of that british wrestling uh, it's it's so fun we we kind of that episode is a little bit longer than a normal length episode for us because we um, we kind of go in depth about the history of British wrestling and why it's so different and why it's so much fun. It's so technical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so number five, getting into our top five, our number five match is the Bret Hart versus Owen Hart WrestleMania ten opener. Stupendous. It is. Uh, no number four <laughs> is uh, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from uh, this was their Wrestle War '89. Uh, yeah, so this was okay. the, the last one of their of their trio. All right. Uh, number was top- it Chicago '89? Is that Wrestle War? Was that Chicago? Wrestle War. I was the was the uh, Lafayette. 
was the Raging okay. Cajun one. Yeah, Chicago, I think, gotcha. was the one, the second one of the trio. Gotcha. Which uh, is, I mean, they all three could be on the list. So I, you they, know what oh, I mean? Yeah, sure. They might all three be on the list yeah. when everything is said and done. Uh, top three, number three is the one that I thought was going to be number one at the end of everything, and it's number three. I can't believe it. Uh, uh, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. 13, yep. Yeah, I, I was I was really I was fighting for that one to stay <laughs> number one, but uh, here it is. Uh, I mean, and, dude, that changed the game. They kicked off the Attitude Era. That that was that was everything. I mean, just all all the ramifications that came out of that was was crazy. Yeah, that's what we we talked at length about. How what's so special about that one is these two men walked into the ring with one identity and came out completely different. They were fundamentally yeah. changed by that match. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Currently sitting at number two is Triple H versus Shawn Michaels from SummerSlam 2002. Was that the street fight? It yeah. was. Yeah, that was uh, non-sanctioned. Um, okay. you know, Shawn's big sort of return match mm-hmm. uh, with the big sledgehammer shot after the bell. Um, it's it's my personal favorite, which has been hard because it's really tough to rank these things and not be biased in some sort of way. Um, of course. But it for me, I, I think what I've learned about myself ranking all these matches is that the stories that are told uh, do more for me than almost anything else. And that one, that one's got a hell of a story. I mean, that's what wrestling is, right? Right. Storytelling. Yeah. We we talk a lot about storytelling yeah. on this podcast, yeah. uh, which Landon leads us to our our number one currently. And I'm I'm curious, Corey, to see if if you feel like uh, this one has a chance to be uh, if it should be number one, or if or if you think it'll be. Uh, thrown off the top spot at some yeah point. i'm curious to see what, what you think um so based on based on the nine that you've heard what do you think number one might be <sighs> keeping in mind that we haven't done we've only done 29 matches so it's likely that something that you think of might not be on there yet like we haven't done a rock austin match yet we haven't done you know rock hogan we haven't done any hogan match well, those yet. are my two guesses <laughs> yeah so sitting at number one on our list right now and I, I know a lot of people agree with us is uh kenny omega versus kazuchika okada from dominion all right that was my third guess yeah. so. oh there you go there you go so 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 what do you think would that be does that sound like a number one in on Corey's list was that the third one where they went like over an hour four number yeah, four. that was their fourth one they did go over an hour though. it was the two out of three falls okay yeah i remember Man, there was some hellacious selling in that one, man. We were just beating the hell out of each other. Was that the one where uh, Okada goes for the Rainmaker? Kenny just kind of collapses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, that's the that was the moment for me. That's what that I remembered the most out of that match. So it had to, had to do something, right? Uh, do you think uh, a, a, a match like Jeff Hardy Undertaker deserves a spot on the 100 greatest matches of all time? You know what I do because, and I'll tell you the reason because after that match, you made uh, a superstar who's still around. You know, eighteen years after that, um, who's been world traveled. You know, been at the top of just about every company. You know, and and, and that really kind of solidified him on his his singles run. Um, you know, whenever they did briefly break him up and all of that, and you know, he made it to the top. And yeah, so so yeah, I can see that definitely being something. I think not that's only the- that, but to, I mean, you look back at Jr.'s calls over the years. You know, he's 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 got a family. By God, they've killed him. Climb the ladder, kid, make yourself famous. Those are like the top three that that come to mind. You are speaking my language. 
Spencer is <laughs> Spencer is our commentary guru. He he always takes notes of about in our matches what the commentators are saying and why that lends itself to why we think the match is as good or as or better than it really is. So well, it's oh, you your... must have hated Raw and SmackDown for the past few years. <laughs> <laughs> There's been less and less memorable moments. That's for that's for sure. Uh, but yeah. it speaks to your point, kind of Corey, about how wrestling is storytelling and and when you have a good commentary team. Um, I think that drives a story like it's supposed to, you know, it, it drives it in such a positive direction and really just builds on what, what the guys are, are, are doing in the ring. Uh, right. So, I mean, we're, we're making music and they're doing the lyrics, you know, that's what it is. Well, I'll just get that tattooed somewhere. That yeah. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from JR too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, listen, Corey, listen, again, super, super appreciate you taking time to join us today. Again, everyone listening, go follow Corey on uh, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Yet. It's going to happen at some point on Twitter, but definitely on Facebook, definitely on Instagram. Again, we will drop that link in our show notes for you to follow. Uh, but listen, we're only a week or and a half or so out from March Madness, your championship match against the Mad Dog Gil Gracie that you you definitely earned with that Super Gold Rumble win. Um, in January, and we are going to be there to cheer you on. Uh, we are super, super amped for you, um, and we just wish you the best of luck, man. No doubt, I appreciate it. Need all the support I can get, right? We think you're gonna. Uh, we think you're gonna do so well. We can't wait to be there, front and center. Again, that's going to be March first at the Ellen Lockhart Center in Denham Springs. Bell time is three o'clock. You do not want to miss this show. In my opinion, it's the biggest card in in Pro Wrestling 225 history. Just the the way the buildup has been. I'm so excited. Uh, So you can get your tickets at Pro Wrestling 225 Facebook page or email them directly at Pro Wrestling 225 at gmail.com. We'll also post a link directly into the um, to the March Madness Eventbrite page if that's the way you want to go on our Twitter page at Last Match Cast. Corey, we can't wait to be there front and center to cheer you on. We know it's going to be a great match. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate the time. Oh, yeah. No, we appreciate you as well. Uh, And for everybody out there, until next time, I'm Spencer. I'm Landon. I'm the amalgamation Corey Constantine. And And this this is Last Match Standing. Standing.